Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Leslie. Welcome to Quince. A little sweet. A little tart. And a little unexpected. Today is March the 15th, 2020. The Ides of March. Ides of March. And we're sitting up here on a gloomy day on our mountain. And we decided we were going to do this. We're late again. But we had technical difficulties last time. And uh, so we're doing a new subject and new ideas and anything good been going on with you, Beth? Oh, well, there's always good. Lots. We've had pretty days and spring watches, walks and watching the flowers come out. The forsythias exploded overnight and the daffodils are up. And there's been no winter to speak no. of. And that makes me sad. Yeah, yeah, we've had very little snow, very little playtime for the dogs out in the snow. And, but mm. we've had some good walks. Yes. The time changed, much as I hate that it changes. I don't care what they do. I just wish they'd leave it alone. Yeah, that's rough on a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But um, everything's been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and speaking of of change and this and that our topic for today is going to explore probably one of the biggest changes that ever can, has come to our country at least in a long time well and at least on a personal level mm -hmm. so many things that happen kind of skim over the top of us and don't seem to personally make a difference you know maybe they should but a lot of times some of the major crises seem to be at a distance. Yes. And yes. this one isn't. No, it's going to affect people from, you know, the wilds of Montana to the Appalachian Mountains to, you know, the cities in Florida. It's, especially the cities, I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. For sure. Pockets. Anyway, we're talking about the coronavirus which you may know more about really the technical side of it than I do. Well, um, golly, you can read so much about it online, and I think people have been, but suffice it to say that it's a virus that is um, respiratory, attacking the lungs. It has been declared a pandemic by the WHO, and it's something that we need to take very seriously. I just finished an amazing book um, called, oh, I always get the name wrong, isn't that terrible? Get Well Soon, History's Worst Plagues and the Heroes Who Fought Them by Jennifer Wright. And it's a book that came up as a suggestion at the Thursday Book Club. And I thought, well, I'm going to download that on my Audible. And this was a couple of weeks ago. And I, I don't know if you can say you loved a book about plagues, but I really did love well, this book. I, I can and, see that. <laughs> uh -huh, the writer's just so good. I, I highly recommend it. And the reader was exceptional. Um, but she started out, you know, with the Roman Empire and, sure. you know, the Black Plague and Bubonic and just coming all the way up through AIDS in mm -hmm. the epilogue. And I just couldn't help but think, oh, my gosh, in one of 
a future book of that ilk will be this plague. Absolutely. Yes. And I don't know, it's been interesting hearing people's take on um, how at least our United States is reacting to it. You know, some saying, oh, this is stupid that we're canceling everything and universities have shut down or have online classes and schools are shut. But I'll tell you what, you you just have to look at what's happening in some countries like Italy, yeah. Spain. Well, and I can't understand why the reaction to, um, you know, people, some people seem to even resent the fact that they were trying to do so, or that the uh, country's trying to do something, when all they have to do is look at this, these two other countries as examples. Right, right. And in Italy, the last I heard, they're actually turning people away from medical help. They have no room. They have no room, so they're triaging. Basically, if uh, you don't have as much chance as another person, they'll send you home. See, that's exactly what happened in so many of the plagues of history. Yeah, and that is a terrible decision for medical people to have to do, have to be facing, mm. for sure. Has to be. It's unreal. Yeah, it is. And so I'm all for that. Um, we just stay home. Yeah, you know. And yes, yeah, still small gatherings with your friends where you don't hug. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> well, and I'm not a hugger anyway, so that's not a problem for me. <laughs> It'll be hard for me. Yeah, yeah or to shake hands or, yeah. you know, it's so much a part of our culture. But yeah. I think if we're wise that way to be, in fact, most, I think, of the states are saying limit gatherings, or at least at Virginia Tech, where I work as of yesterday, who knows, it may change we could still have gatherings less than a hundred. Well, that's what the official Virginia state, I think, mm -hmm. is saying. Some other, uh, I think it was North Carolina said 250. I don't know where they come up with I don't numbers. know where they come up with any of those yeah. numbers, you <laughs> know. Thinking, I mean, uh, if, even if you have 40, no. I mean, I know it increases your odds. I understand yeah. that, but yeah. it does seem a little no, uh, arbitrary. Kind of arbitrary, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just come up with a number. But Now, yeah. our church, made very Presbyterian, that doesn't even have 100 members, right. we decided to cancel services yeah. at least the next few weeks. But our population is... I mean, golly, 70s, 80s. Well, and, and it's also somewhat transient. Mm -hmm. The people that come to that church tend to be people that go back and forth from, from different places to here. That's true. And, and that may and... have been a consideration. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but that may have been part of the consideration. My father's church also canceled. Mm -hmm. But a couple of the churches up here didn't. Right. Right. So, I mean, it was a choice. And yeah. I think probably this week, um, you know, we have another week before it's really going to get down. Well, to, exactly. Yeah. But it is going to come. Yeah. And I, just everything you read and the charts that you see, I mean, all it's going to take is a few travelers from Washington, D.C. or somewhere, yeah. which will happen. 
yep. that come in that don't realize they're infected. And well, it's what seven days that you can be infectious mm-hmm. without showing symptoms, which is a if you look at it mathematically, one person who saw ten people in a day, right? Who they saw ten people. You could have a huge problem before you even knew the first person was ill. That's right. And that's exactly what happened. That's what happened. In China. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm sure there's all sorts of conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. The whole bit. Well, stay off Facebook if you want to get freaky. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I'm trying to read just really good articles from good sources. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and the other thing that surprised me about this is I first started hearing rumblings of warnings way back in January Mm -hmm. that this could really be a serious situation Uh, way back before even things happened in Italy and things happened in Spain. AARP sent me a notice in um, sometime in January that says, you know, this is coming and you need to be aware because of your age and, you know, because I'm a member of AARP. And a lot of people just don't seem to have had any notion. Which is For, for the last week, I was like, where have they been? Right, right. <laughs> Which is bad to say, but, you know. Well, maybe they're not like me and listen to the BBC all the time. Well, I listen to BBC, <laughs> I listen to NPR, I listen to a lot of different right. things to try to get a rounded mm-hmm. version of events. And, of course, you make the mistake of looking up the symptoms of coronavirus and suddenly Google is coronavirus and you to death. Because they, <laughs> like the last time I looked up a... a Heater. I got heater ads forever. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yes. We're all enmeshed. Yeah. Though so I still, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that I would get it, let alone any of my friends. Sure. We feel so safe up here. Well, we do. I mean, I, I realize I'm, that's a naive way of thinking, but it, it's just the re, uh, the unreality or right. whatever I'm trying to say. Where well, it's, like I say, it's, most crises seem to be a distance from us. Mm-hmm. We really just don't get affected personally that often. You know, uh, the the problem. Well, the uh, the 2001 when the World Trade Center was. Right. You know, we we knew people that were somewhat affected and somewhat involved, but I didn't know anybody personally. Right. You know, and, you know, given the um, the number of people in the world and the number of people that were involved, the odds were good that I didn't know. Right. But now I probably will know somebody. Right. Yes, and that's just hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine. Mm-hmm. Yep. But after reading that plague book, yeah, <laughs> I just was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I have read a lot of plague books yeah. through the years, maybe being a medical person sure. now, you know, things like the hot zone and, yeah. you know, any of those have always intrigued me. Sure. So there was there's a side of me that knew this was a very big possibility. Mm-hmm. That's why I've always been a big believer that people should be vaccinated Mm -hmm. i just can't understand 
in many ways why anyone would not you know when you study the polio and and um yeah we knew people that had polio absolutely yeah yeah yes. I, uh, I had a boss that had had polio yeah my dad dog. my yeah. dad had a mild case and mm -hmm. my mother's best friend so we always grew up knowing mom went to minnesota that summer and came back and her best best friend had polio and never walked again yeah and you know so yes in fact i helped my father when the Sabin vaccine came out and that was on sugar cubes yeah. <laughs> and went around to the rural communities in west virginia in our area and we just sat out on picnic tables outside you know, the little one-room schoolhouses and the churches. And I was probably like six, seven years old, but I would help at least set out the sugar, you know. Yeah. I, he might be the one to put the drop on it. Right. But, you know, I just, we spent many, many an afternoon mm -hmm. doing that. Now, we did know people affected by AIDS. Mm -hmm. I'm sure yes. all of us. Yes. Yeah. Know, that that um, crisis did hit close to home. But. Yes. And such fear around it. But yeah. I'll tell you the one that um, really amazes me was the study on the the 1918 flu epidemic. Yeah. Which, I mean, that ravishing of this country yep. and the world is just beyond scale. I mean, I think that we all hope that would never happen again. But I'll tell you what, <clears throat> the reason it was so bad in this country is because it was in the middle of war. President Wilson and, and the laws of the land said, told journalists that they reported it. And U.S. morale, citizens' morale, got affected, they could spend 20 years in jail mm. for their journalistic reporting. And that was, that's so scary. Yes. Sure. Yes. And all the headlines were, all is fine. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And the one of the few places in the entire country was this very brave mayor of St. Louis who said, this is BS. I'm telling you people, you're not. We're having no public gatherings. Yeah. We are shut down. And people ridiculed him. But the deaths were half that as in any other major city. Oh, yeah. In fact, can I read you something? Yeah. We, we'll start off with this quote from, get well soon, Jennifer Wright. And this is about the flu epidemic. Mm -hmm. And although better coverage of the outbreak's evolution in the press couldn't have stopped the influenza virus, a single newspaper headline in Philadelphia saying, don't go to any parades for the love of God, cancel your stupid parade, could have saved hundreds of lives. It would have done a lot more than telling those people, don't get scared. Telling people that things are fine is not the same as making them fine. This failure is in the past. Journalists and editors had their reasons. Risking jail time is no joke. 
but learning from this breakdown in truth-telling is important because the fourth estate can't fail again. We are fortunate today to have organizations like the Centers for Deep Disease Control and Prevention and the World Health Organization that track how diseases are progressing and report these findings. In the event of an outbreak similar to the Spanish flu, they will be wonderful resources. I hope we'll be similarly lucky to have journalists who will be able to share necessary information with the public. The public is at its strongest when it is well informed. Despite Lippmann's claims to the contrary, we are smart and we are good and we are always stronger when we work together. If there is a next time, it would be very much to our benefit to remember that. Very good. There you go. Mm -hmm. And gosh, when I heard that, it was like, when there's a next time? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like right time. now. Yep. Yeah. So... That, but that just blew me away. I I did not realize how the newspapers. I didn't and realize everything that had been shut down yeah. over that. Yeah, I, I knew that, um, or I'd seen how bad it had gotten in Philadelphia. Yeah, that was the really yeah. worst. Yeah. one of the worst hits. And then I, I saw an article fairly recently that they kind of traced the start of it to Kansas. Mm -hmm. That's exactly where it started, in yeah. a military At a military uh, base. base. And then, of course, yes. uh, all these people are distributed all over the world. Absolutely. And it became, and then it mutated. Yeah, and then it was, it, it was just denied. Yeah. Denial. It, yeah. Because we were in the middle of a war. And yeah. so, you know, I mean, hindsight and all that kind of thing, but. Truly, yeah. I, that was pretty bad. That I'm sorry. <laughs> no matter what's going on, you don't hide the no. hide the truth from the public. Yep, absolutely. Mm -mm. All right. Well, do we want to do a little knitting stuff? Yes, please. Okay, that's a little sweet, isn't it? It's yes. been so long. Yes, and I sort of jumped in with the tart, didn't yeah. I? With well, that's that okay. Quote. Well, the um. <laughs> The main idea about us doing this was, what do we do when we're in isolation? Some people are concerned about that. Yes, people who aren't used to working from home yeah. or that suddenly have been told, you know, everything's shut down for a couple weeks. Yeah. You stay home as much as possible. And people are like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Well, I, I know there's a lot of happy dogs in this world. <laughs> the people are home. I can't imagine how wonderful that is for some dogs. I hadn't thought about <laughs> I that. I thought about that yeah. the other day. Actually, I think Clue Kitty will yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually seriously considering closing next weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, just in case. Wait, we really haven't seen tons of people up yeah. here uh, this weekend, but the weather's been kind of icky too. And it's March. So I may close for the weekend and the dogs will like that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, one of the things, of course, that I do when I'm um, home alone, 
which I kind of enjoy when I am, is knit or crochet or hand spin. And I've been working on a project recently for a friend. This is something I probably wouldn't have done for myself, but she fell in love with this Annie's Club crocheted striped afghan. And I'll put a link to the Annie's Club. It's a tiny bit pricey, but she fell in love with the colors and she wants it for her beach house. Beautiful. So it's a club. You get three stripes and you get a pattern for three stripes and the yarn to make the three stripes once a month. Oh. Which is not very hard to do because, um, you know, in time wise, uh, I can usually whip it out in a weekend. And then it's kind of interesting because they have um, kind of, uh, new patterns. Uh, new stitch patterns each time. So well, it's not like a sampler. Beautiful. It is. What the you colors have are done lovely. there. Yes. Yeah. And um, so, and there was one really one stitch pattern that I hadn't ever done that I really enjoyed. The rest of them I was pretty familiar with, and one of them is bobbles. And I hate bobbles, but it it wasn't so bad. <laughs> But this There's one, bobbles that that means when it sticks out, it's puffy. Yeah, yeah, they stick out and they're puffy, and uh, but they're, oh, that's beautiful. You did a great job. They're pretty, but the one below it is called a star stitch, and I'd never done that before, so I really like and I like the poofiness of it. I think it would make pretty dishcloth things. Um, so um, so anyway, that was the last uh, stitches. The first stitches were pretty simple. Or the first three were pretty simple. And these were a little bit more elaborate. And it looks like it gets more elaborate as it goes on. So that's one thing I'm doing. And uh, I've been doing some dyeing. I have some new yarns over there. Oh, nice. They're beautiful. Yeah, that Vibrant. I've been doing. And uh, it's been busy at the shop. So I really haven't done as much as I had really thought. January and February were good at the shop because we've had no winter. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I did find a new pattern. Uh, I found some uh, yarn in a bag, and it was pretty and gray. And I found a pattern for a shawl, like I need another shawl, called Simple Lines by Manel on Ravelry. Uh, it's made with a fingering weight yarn and a size 5 needle. And it will come up to be about 28 and a half by 65 inches after blocking. And it is a little bit of a lace uh, pattern. So I'm really looking forward to doing that. And then, of course, we, huh? Go right ahead yeah. there. And then um, we also read a lot, you know. Read? You mean read books while read we're books at home? like we're at home, you know. Yeah, we do read a lot. Well, uh, I'm reading Anthony Trollope right now. Oh, good for you. Well, <laughs> it, it's kind of like Jane Austen. It's recreational. Yeah, it is. It is. Which one are you reading? Uh, Framely Parsonage, I think, is the name of this one. Frankly? Framely Parsonage? Framely. I don't know. Frame. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I know. That's like asking me to... Uh, yeah. Um... <laughs> um Tell you the book name of the yeah, book yeah. that I'm reading. Yeah, I hadn't looked at the cover in a while. So, uh, so that's so we read. Uh, we do um, a lot of walking with the dogs. 
Yes. And we're, I'm forgetting about our segments again, but that's okay. Eh, we're just all over the place. Yeah, we're all over Sweet the place. Sweetheart and whatever, wherever yeah, it comes. Yeah, we're just whatever it is. Well, you know, this is a little bit unnerving. Yeah, yeah, it's a little different. And, and I did have a friend, a very dear friend, come in. Um, I guess it's been almost two weeks now ago before the crisis really hit. And she bought some yarn and sat down and had me start her a uh, knitting project mm. because she was really having trouble coping with all of this situation. Mm. And this was, the virus was the situation that was really upsetting her. Mm-hmm. And she said she wanted to go be able to go home, turn off the TV, and sit with her cats and knit. And so um, I sent her a message a while back, and she said it was really helping. Oh, good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the sad thing for me about a lot of it is it is frightening people. Yes. Well, you know, I think it hit home for me on Wednesday afternoon. I was still down at work. And, of course, I work at the Reynolds Homestead, which is an off-site campus for Virginia Tech. And I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden, up on my my screen, my emails pops a message from President Sands of the university saying, you know, as of March 22nd, 23rd, you know, all classes, undergrad and graduate, will be online. And then mm-hmm. it listed, it just went on and on about all these things that were going to happen, and, you know the gatherings of over a hundred canceled and I mean just it all just hit home. Yeah. And I didn't realize that all day different universities and schools were saying the same thing on when this was Wednesday. Yeah. And of course by Friday the schools in right here in Patrick County are shut for the next two weeks. Yep. At least. And the churches. And yeah, yeah. And I'm supposed to be down right this moment giving a talk at the Stokes County Historical Society in Walnut Cove, North Carolina. And we, of course, canceled that and we'll reschedule. Supposed to have kindergarten kids uh, this Friday. That's canceled. Sure. Uh, around the Mountain Southwest Cultural Center. We're coming to do this big afternoon on Tuesday. Canceled. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just like every everywhere you turn. Yep. Um. So I I started making a list yeah, too. Well, you, and of how course, do you cope? Uh huh. The top of. Modeling, and this is for being home. Now, I will still go into the office. There's only seven of us employed. And I have one training day scheduled with two new guides to do tours of the house. And if they're comfortable, I've told them, I'll I'll go ahead and do that. Sure. Um, So, at least until we're told not not to be there. We'll be there, but one thing we just got a message about on Friday was any employee of Virginia Tech that has that has been issued a laptop is to take them home every night. Just in case. Just in case. Whether it's for communication purposes or whether 
they just are going to say, start working from home. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm a part-time employee, so I have no benefits or anything, certainly no sick time. Right. Um, So that's a whole nother issue for so many people. Sure. Uh, A lot of us who are part-time, we don't work. Of course, we're not paid. So, yeah, luckily... I can come up with things to do at home. So, but the other things, the fun things to do, and I think, and we have, we actually have Amy here who is our, our um, cheerleading squad or whatever you would call our dear friend, Amy, uh, who is crocheting away. Um, You, especially the two of you, tend to be introverts. So you do stay at home in order to um, get up. your energy yeah, back right <laughs> for, yeah. for when you're in public. And I find, even though I would not call myself an introvert, I do find myself at home alone a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, just do. And I like it. You yeah. know, I enjoy it. And so I started thinking, all right, what do I do when I'm home? For one thing, of course, the books. But I thought, well, during this time, why not focus on some of the stacks of books? Not just, you know, getting new things, but those stacks that you've said, I want to read these 11 books, you know? So, okay, now's the time to start going through the stacks. Mm -hmm. But it's also a time of needing something that's going to be entertaining perhaps so you know i tend to read two or three books at a time one that is entertaining like a mystery one that is mind expanding or or whatever and then just because somebody gave it to me and said oh you should read this and so you read little bits of it so uh, but anyway going through the stack was the idea And another thing I do is listen to a lot of music. And uh, my friend, whom I call the fella, we tend to do that a lot by going up on YouTube and having like one thing lead to another, to another, to another, where suddenly you're watching some of the best steel drum players, you know, around the world or the whistle champion of the world, whatever. But there's so much out there in terms of music to explore. Sure. Right. Okay. And along with music are some of the old favorites because I twirl my baton and that's my (laughs) exercise. There you go. You know, it's fun. And I think that is something people are going to need to be doing some mm-hmm. exercise. I mean, you got to stay healthy, yeah. right? And, okay. there's, and there's nothing wrong with getting out and walking. That's, oh, that's pretty yes. safe. Oh, yeah. The outside. Yeah. In fact, I hope people will join us on our walks. And yeah. we're, we're often spontaneous. Uh, people always say, oh, I wish you had invited me. Yeah. But then I knew they had to plan three days ahead. And we usually plan three minutes ahead, right. don't we? <laughs> I'm like, do are it. you free? Want to walk dogs? <laughs> yeah. I'm going on for my walk. Somebody want to join me? You know, it's always so uh, random. But maybe we could be more deliberate during this time, especially if we're all told to stay 
right, in our own homes and neighborhoods. Um, okay, I wrote down that I think it's probably okay to do some binge watching of some favorite TV shows sure. occasionally. Yep. I think people will start off probably doing a whole lot of that and get bored fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, but but to to do that right. is okay. Aren't we lucky we have that option these mm -hmm. days? Um, I also thought about it would be a good thing to write a postcard, a letter, or a card every single day. And this would be reaching out because other people are home too. And sure. a card, um, I have a dear friend who's stuck in a nursing home in Colorado right now. Mm. And she was begging on Facebook for people to send yeah. her some letters. And I thought, yeah. And, the, and she's not alone. There's a whole lot of people yep. that could use that. And there's no reason that we, especially I, if you made it a point. Yeah, I have a stack of um, things from Christmas that I haven't answered yet. Yeah. You yeah. know, I kept, I kept all the envelopes. So I would remember to write. Yes, I have that stack too. I've and done two or three do of that. the dozens. <laughs> right. Get onto that. Uh huh. But that's a good thing. Yeah. Why not? You yeah. know, take so fifteen minutes. Yeah, and do that. Uh, another thing. Uh, occasionally, I do online retreats or classes. Mm -hmm. Uh, just for fun. Usually, mine are spiritual in nature. Yeah. Uh, I'm way behind on what I'm doing right now. Um, so now's the time to catch up on, mm -hmm. on yeah. doing it. And that involves writing, sometimes writing poetry or doing sacred dance, uh, drawing, which I never do otherwise, sketches, and also doing some meditation, uh -huh. which now you've got the time. Turn off the dang news and and spend some time in meditation. Yep. Yeah, which we always say we don't have time for. Good for you. Right? Oh, my. The organize the photos. <laughs> right? I have boxes of real photographs or I have thousands on my iPad yeah. that could go in, into albums. Yeah. This would be a good time to do this. Yep. And the other thing is to work on your hobbies that you haven't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, it's my postcards, stacks, mm -hmm. and just so much that could be done with those. Oh, sure. Learn to play that hammered dulcimer, you know, <laughs> get out the... Yeah, I bang around on it now, but uh, haven't gotten out the actual technical books, mm -hmm. you know. And for others, it might be learn a few words of another language yeah. or whatever it is that you said you wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Because you know, now's the time. Well, it's the time. Mm-hmm. So those were sort of my ideas. I think everyone could come up with a lot. Y'all have some other ones? Well, what do you all do when you're home? I mean, I don't clean house. I don't do anything. Yeah, I don't do that. So, I, I barely get the laundry done. Right. And, you know, I said something about cleaning house and, uh, to a friend online today, and she said, oh, don't do that. 
Yeah, but that much people, better things to do. Yeah, but usually people who say that have clean house. Yeah, they know. sure her house no. is immaculate. No, right, I'm right. Sure. Leslie, you and I are pretty unique. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We're pretty bad. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I might do some of that. At least keep the dishes washed. Yeah. And the laundry done. So. Um, yeah, but there always seems to be lots to do. I mean, mm-hmm. since I was a, a teenager, I've never understood boredom. Oh, bad word. Yeah, I just don't know anything about it. Because there's always something to be interested in. Mm-hmm. Even when I was a little kid, I, I wasn't bored. I was watching ants or something. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And get out in the woods. Yep. That will be the safest place yeah, prey on the whole planet yeah, is yep. to go out and sit on a rock by the creek. Yep. Because yeah, people yeah. people will see pictures, you know, that post on Facebook or wherever. Um, and they'll say, oh, I wish I had time to go yeah. sit by a creek. And I'm thinking... You do. You, yeah. you you make that choice because yeah. heaven knows, you know, I'm not the busiest person in the world, but I'm pretty busy. Yeah. Well, I know? manage it once in a while. Mm-hmm. I have two jobs, full-time jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Maybe not quite as often as I'd like, but yeah. seem to manage it. Yeah. Yeah. If we're all put in home. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, of course, I play my games. Uh huh. Yeah, and um, and that's one kind of way to um, reach out to people as well. You know, there uh, are some of the games have other people involved, and so you're kind of involved with other people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there are other social media. Yeah. Um, ways of reaching each other. Yeah, and and the get you know, and the games tend to not have um, I don't know what you'd say, political divides, or whatever. No, or, it's just fun. It's just fun, and and kind of the idea of helping each other out with the stupid project or whatever. So yeah, I I don't do games, so I don't totally understand what you're saying, but yeah. I know that it does involve a group. Yeah, well, and you know, and and I tend to play kind of solitary anyway, but I, occasionally I'm involved in groups, and and I got involved in a support group sort of thing. They call it a guild. Th- these are role playing games, right? So. Right. Well, it's in a way like the little online retreats that I take because there's probably, you know, a hundred other people from around the world who are doing the same retreat. Right. And we share comments or photographs or poems. And and so you make make these friends because I'm already thinking, gosh, there, there's probably a chance that, Unless this thing comes and goes very quickly, that I won't have my time at Chautauqua this summer. Right. You know, which is a huge gathering place where yeah. you know thousands of chance. people. And if this hasn't come and gone, mm-hmm. then that will be out. Well, unfortunately for the fiber world, this is the the beginning of the uh, fiber season or oh, the, the fairs, fiber festivals. The festival, and, yeah, oh, and yes. 
as of right now, the last I'd heard, all of them have been canceled up until the big one, May, uh, May 5th weekend or thereabouts, um, Maryland Sheep and Wool. Oh, that's a big It's huge, but, right. but all of the ones leading up to it. But one of the uh, vendors here uh, got to Carolina, set up, and then they canceled the festival. Oh, really? And she had to pack up and go home. She got all the way down there. She got all the way down there and got set up. Wow. Before they made was the decision. Was that this weekend? Yeah. It, it was like right, just when all the when everything hit. Mm. Yeah. And then the next four festivals, I believe she said, have all been canceled that she was counting on. Right. Well, and people traveling, like our good friends, Peter and Kathleen, have yeah. canceled their trip to Mexico. Oh, yeah. My brother and his wife canceled their trip to the Philippines. And right. they had to do that back before it had gotten really bad. Yeah, they had yeah. to, but they were starting to quarantine people. Yeah. And it, yeah, it she was... She doesn't need to run into... Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. That was that was wise. But I just got an email before I came in here today where my nephew's not going to take a local trip. I mean, a, a U.S.-based trip. Hmm. Um, he was going to fly to Moab from Orlando to Denver and then be in the Moab National Park, you know, right. that area. Yeah. And... He just said, nah, not worth it. And I, I, we were all so happy that, yeah. that he made that choice. Well, I just don't, wouldn't want to really be on an airplane. Me A neither. crowded airplane Me right now. No. Yeah. yeah. Because with the recycled air. Oh, it's, yes. It's bad enough in a normal time. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that was a wise decision on his part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. The family involved. So a lot of people will be making those choices. Yeah. On the other hand, you see so many people who've written things about, I don't know why they canceled the concert here. You know, it's not in in this area of Virginia, you know. Well, they should we have don't never know. canceled. I even saw people who said, I don't know why the bishop canceled all United Methodist church services in Virginia. People should have a right to make their choice to go to church. And, you know, and there's a side of me that's like, okay, you know, yes, maybe y'all can refrain from holding hands or shaking each other's hands or hugging and could keep it safe. But what we're doing is we're putting people at risk that then go home and take care of their elderly parents right. or whatever. I mean, we don't know. Well, so, this is, that is the only reason I would consider closing the shop is because I have to go take care of dad. Right. And so whatever I'm exposed to, he uh, I don't catch many things because I'm constant. My, my fingers are always wrinkled. Right. Because because of him. You know, when I go to the grocery store, I'm wiping off the thing and um, with the antiseptic. And, right. and then when I get home, I wash my hands immediately. And uh, and it's totally because of him. Mm -hmm. So it's rare I actually catch anything so it's because I don't want to take it to him. But this this is a whole other thing. But um, it's just unknown. But we yeah. like getting right back to what's going on in 
has gone on in Italy and South well, Korea. Yeah. And, and the, the thing about it is so few people are being tested in this country. We don't, we don't know, know how many people are exactly. involved. Uh, Amy and I were talking before you got here that there's been this kind of respiratory thing going around. We don't know what that is. We don't know what that no. is. No. You know? I mean, of course, being from West Virginia, and at this point there's been cases reported in 49 out of 50 states, and West Virginia didn't have it. And I'm thinking, what? That's just because they don't have any tests. They haven't yet. tested. Are you kidding? Morgantown, right yeah. next to Pittsburgh, yeah. or the Eastern Panhandle, where people commute from D.C. and yeah. live there. Don't tell me that. Right. Maybe, maybe here in the Appalachian Mountains, we we've been lucky so far. So far, but but we don't know. Yeah, because you know, there's been very little testing right. done, and um, you know, and there seem to do do seem to be pockets. Yes, of um, of more severity, but uh, those people are not isolated in those pockets. No, nobody's They're moving isolated in and out. Yeah, in the United States anymore. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that was. They were talking about one place in Colorado with a last outbreak, and I'm I'm sorry I can't remember which plague it was, but yeah. or which you know. Um, but they isolated the entire town. No one could come in or out. Now, granted, this was a number of years ago and kept it, the, you know, to a minimum. Mm. Yeah. Like two people or something got it. Whereas even in communities around them, it was much, much, much higher. Yeah. And that town, but nobody could come in or leave. Well, that doesn't happen in the United States anymore. No. I mean, gosh, of the three of us, two of us go off the mountain to work. Yeah. Well, I went to Whistler last week to a trade show. Right. Just right. before all this all happened. Right. And it was really interesting uh, to watch because I kind of watch people anyway. Uh, they handed they handed us hand sanitizer with our goodie bags, right, which has never happened. But everybody, you know, and it was fairly crowded hall, but everybody was keeping at least two feet apart. I did not see one single handshake. And I happened to have a pen in my pocket. Nobody offered me a pen. Oh, yeah, with sign and things. Yeah, oh, unless... Yeah. Uh, unless uh, you specifically asked to borrow a pen. Nobody offered. I just happened to have one, so I used it. <laughs> you know? But it was just kind of a creepy feeling. Yeah. Because the gift trade people are very friendly, you know, and very open and and, uh, and nice people. But, yeah, it was all about staying a little bit at a distance. And so it was interesting to see. Well, let me let me read you this one okay. one quote, and it does show you a little bit how this woman's sense of humor who okay. wrote this. She was talking about um, tuberculosis, and of course, they called it consumption, right? Mm -hmm. And back in the late eighteen hundreds, that was actually weirdly, and we can't even imagine this. They said women were so beautiful when they had the consumption. They even wrote about it, you know, dying 
the beautiful death because of how pale and whatever you looked. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but well, I've read contemporary. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I've read contemporary descriptions of that time period. I have read that. Yes, yes. Well, this is what she says about that. After giving us many examples, she said, "Here are some things that diseases don't make people: cool, poetic, sexy, classy, genius." Here is one thing they do make people dead. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, that reader. But but yep. it's amazing what people can come up with. Yep. That, uh, now, I remember a, a few years ago a scare about a super tuberculosis, super bug. Oh, yeah. I remember when that came out. I was yeah, still it didn't really nursing. amount to... I guess well, it was they, not highly contagious. Oh, it's always TV's very highly contagious. Yeah, it's well, another era. But what what happened, or at least with that, at working as a nurse during <laughs> that time, was the precautions just got so much stricter. You yeah. had you had to mask up to go in someone's room, you know, and and sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah, is well, that's that what you I wash your hands happened. and mask up, and yeah. well, and of course pneumonia, you antibiotics can work yeah. on yeah. it. That's the problem with this virus is there isn't, and well, until they get a vaccine, yeah. there's not. They're, yeah. they're working. Maybe some of the antivirals make you feel a little better, but this is, yeah, yeah. This is respiratory. This is scary. Yeah, I think it's very scary. All right. Well, have we about wrapped it up, or do you have anything further to add, either of you? Well. I just thought this one was funny. Okay. One last quote, okay? okay. Sure. Um, she had she started off the book, and she was talking about the Roman Empire and how, you know, everyone said it was the decadence. You know, you hear that, their wild orgies, all their parties, their, their times in the baths and this and that. Well, it was really the Black Plague, you know, that... And the, that, and the uh, infidels. <laughs> right, right, that, that did that. But this quote, she says, To be clear, the Roman Empire didn't end because everybody was having sex. No civilization was ever toppled by too much sexy time, except for Bavaria in 1848. But that is an unrelated, if delightful, story. No, we need to know that story. I know. I know. <laughs> I haven't looked that up. I'm going to look up Bavaria and yeah, yeah, we need to <laughs> too much about sexy that. time death. <laughs> so anyway, uh, maybe our readers will do that yeah, with this need to look time. That up for sure. uh, our readers, sorry. Our yeah, listeners yeah. will do that while they're sitting at home because that is certainly another thing. Start Googling and learning. Oh, absolutely. There's, a, there's always something new to learn. Always. Yeah, there's always something to find out for sure. But that's funny. Yes. <laughs> Wash your hands. Keep your distance. And don't panic. 
there's enough toilet paper in the world. Yes, and there's rhododendron bushes when they were. Well, and socks. Somebody mentioned oh, the other I day all those that. all those uh, single socks have been laying around. <laughs> <laughs> It could work. That's <laughs> right. Be creative, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah be yeah. creative. I do not understand the toilet paper thing, but uh, otherwise, to wash your hands and keep your distance just makes common sense. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And if you're sick, I, the biggest issue with most of us. Uh, like you say, if we don't work, we don't get paid. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people go to work when they're sick because they don't get paid. That's and that's right. a bad thing. But unfortunately, it's a real part of life. And the other thing that's been a concern is the children that have been staying home or being sent home and not going to school getting enough to eat. Right. That is an issue in this country. Yeah. Well, three quarters of the kids at or more maybe at um, and the Sudan are on the backpack program That's where they right. send food home with the children on weekends because right. they're at risk. Right. And solutions, some that have come up, of course, our local James Cafe yeah. is going to have meals a couple of days a week. And in some counties, the school bus drivers are still going to do the routes yeah. and drop off food if somebody comes up. Yeah. Yeah. They're um, um, signing up for that. Uh, so, so the, um, People are aware that this is a problem, but it's a tragedy that it's a problem. Oh, yeah, it really exactly. is. That some, this country's in trouble. Mm -hmm. in so maybe this is a good wake-up call. Maybe. We'll yeah. find out. Yes. All right. Our show notes can be found at quincepodcast.com. Uh, we're also on iTunes under Quince Podcast or Beth Almond or Leslie Sheeler. Uh, you can also find us on Stitcher Radio. And we have a Facebook page. And we hope we'll be here in a couple more weeks. All right. Bye-bye, folks.